Well, hello. This is Gary. And you're listening to Thinking Out Loud. Today's podcast, recorded Sunday, May 15th, 2022. I'll to try to keep it under a half an hour. Haven't been watching the news much, but just a quick check-in recently. and The long, winding saga of the Trump shit show is in its long dragged out coda currently still got quite the stranglehold on our society still to this day quite crazy each new quote unquote bombshell it's like okay that's gotta be the thing you know that's gotta be the thing that's gonna be like Oh, maybe that guy isn't the one to follow, you know? That that'll be the thing. And then you know. But the latest stuff is that like you know, that whole sit it got kind of lost in the fray cuz it was one of many it, it, it's what were the things that Trump did wrong list, you know, that list just increased. Got longer and longer every single day. It's just a I struggled to come up with a positive thing to say about the man. There's just nothing really redeemable about him at all. Just, just a wretched, wretched soul. But uh, and just and kind of a type that really leaned into it. It's not like he's trying to pretend, really, that he's some noble figure. He's sort of kind, but but he can't really even do that. You know, just. But during the, one of the many things was the classified documents somehow ending up at Mar-a-Lago, and then the situation Trump trying to flush certain transcripts and stuff down the toilet, and but that particular episode, it got kind of lost in the fray and the severity of what that was, because it was so absurd and ridiculous, it got kind of lost that that that's like criminal, you, you know, to take classified documents without, you know, permission and to try to tamper them. You're not allowed to do that. Even if you think you won the election, but you didn't, it, it doesn't mean you're allowed to tamper with classified documents. So him and his cronies did that, though. So... Does that matter to MAGA? Probably not. I mean, that's like pfft, nothing. If they're willing to support the other stuff he did, there was violence on both sides. How many years ago is that now? You know, how many years ago was the Charlottesville Nazi thing? You know, where a bunch of fucking Nazis came to the town of Charlottesville to cause violence, purposely and willfully. They marched the night before they caused the violence, declaring that they were going to cause violence to the citizens of Charlottesville. Specifically certain types of people, but... Yeah, and the people of Charlottesville were like, no. No. But, uh, and then one of them died. Was, was One of them was murdered by one of the Nazis. Donald Trump said there was violence on both sides. He, he had to... 
he couldn't say the Nazis caused this and they were the cause of the problem. It was their fault, purely and solely. They were the aggressors. They caused the violence. He was unable to do that. That was several years ago. That in and of itself should have been the nail in the coffin. You know, that should have done it for the guy. He didn't understand that Nazis are bad. He doesn't get it. You know, how are you a full-grown person going to church every Sunday and you don't understand that Nazis are bad? That you're not supposed to support Nazis? What are you doing? Like, you got to take another gander of at the New Testaments and focus on the Gospels. If you're thinking that, the teachings of Jesus are encouraging you to support Nazis. Whoa, you got mixed up somewhere along the way, okay? The Nazis are about violence towards others that are different than them. Okay, That's not the teachings of Jesus, not even kind of. It's the exact opposite. And it's still to this day, years after that particular incident, which again, that that one of many, that in and of itself should have, should have been the nail in the coffin. That was prior to him abusing his power as president, you know, when he tried to extort gossip out of a political ally, a foreign ally. Yeah. He, he held out military aid because Russia was attempting to evade Ukraine. That particular incident certainly has even more relevance in modern times as Russia's, you know, full-on, you know, fascist empire right now trying to just take over a sovereign country because they have a big bad army that's been, uh, financed by oil and that's the reason that oil is more expensive in the United States of America the reason that oil is more expensive in the United States of America is because Russia invaded Ukraine that is why turn off Fox News if you think something different turn off Fox News if you think something different you got to turn off Fox News you got to do it I know I know that's how you've been getting information for years and years and years and years and years to the point that you genuinely, literally think that the war in Ukraine has nothing to do with the price of gas. It's purely Joe Biden's fault. You got your head so far wedged up your fucking ass that you actually literally think the only reason that gas is more expensive right now is because of Joe Biden. Holy fuck. Uh, Good God, man. It's, uh, woo, you know, how do people not get that basic, the things you take for granted, I guess, if you, if you get a bachelor's degree in business and you learn and you go to econ 101, learn about supply and demand, you know, pretty basic stuff. It's econ 101, freshman level economics, but yeah, <laughs> There's lots of folks in this country that don't understand that. So, yeah, Russia is invading Ukraine, and Russia has a massive stockpile of oil that we've been buying from. We're not buying it from them now because they're using that money to murder people. So, yeah, we can't support that. Yeah, so the supply has gone down. 
the available supply, the readily available supply that you can access. Yeah, so that means the price is going to go up. That's the reason the price went up. Not because of Joe Biden. Again, if you think differently, turn off Fox News. You got to do it. You got to do it at some point. Okay, it's ruining your life. You know, it's skewing your thinking. You're unable to think for yourself because Fox News is telling you what to think. And they're manipulating you. They're using you as a puppet. Okay, stop letting them do that. Okay, use the mind that you've been given and think for yourself for a change. Okay, stop being told what to think. Okay, because me telling you to think for yourself is not telling you to vote Democrat. Just because I'm anti-Republican and the kind of stuff that they're doing in their modern times doesn't mean I'm pro-Democrat. Okay, stop being so binary. You know, it's amazing how many of my conservative friends like literally think I must be super duper Democrat because I'm anti-Republican. It's like, what? No, <laughs> it, it's just so frustrating that when people just buy into the binaryisms that are preached to us, you must be this or that pro-life or pro-choice Republican or Democrat. That is your options. That's it. That's what you get. Because it gets confusing when the one option you're presented of the two is it, it it's not that good, you know. So tend to vote Democrat simply because it's the lesser of the two evils. Yeah, when presented with two options and neither is good, you always choose the lesser, the lesser of the two evils. So yeah, the Democrats have a lot of issues. It's not the best most optimum organization to re represent the people's interests, but voting for the Republican Party is voting for the organization that picked Donald John Trump, the famous con man guy, game show host prior to being president, to be president. They, they nominated him twice. They nominated him after he abused his power as president. That's what they are. That's that's that organization. They're the organization that picked Donald John Trump, Donald John Trump to be president twice. Twice they picked him and stood with him. And many of them still to this day are with him fully and want to give him more power. They fully declared it, leaned into it, unashamed at their unabashed, devout loyalty to Donald Trump, the fucking guy who had a cameo in Home Alone 2, appeared on as a guest on the Howard Stern show a bunch, is a tabloid personality, became a game show host in the early 2000s, famous for bankrupting companies, cheating on his wives, being born wealthy, inherited $400 million from his father. And just being the kind of guy that would be, would do anything to maintain his fame and notoriety. Anything. He didn't care. Yeah. Is he a successful businessman? No, is the answer. No. He's not smart because he's bankrupted six different companies. He's not smart because he's incompetent and unethical and immoral. That doesn't make him smart. Makes him kind of a wretched 
embodiment of what happens to a person when they devote so much of their life to completely unabashed sinful behavior. Like he really saturated himself in the seven deadly sins. And they are called that for a reason. If you fully embrace those fully, the entirety of your life, it will, they will consume you to where you even... You have the sort of shell, the look of a human, but what's going on inside that man's brain, I don't think is much, you know, that most humans would be able to relate to. You know, he, he I think he surrendered himself to that persona so long ago that, um, you know, it's, uh, just feel sorry for the man. You know, it, it's just, uh, ugh, you know, one of the, uh, he will go down as, I mean, he'll, he made it to the history books. He'll, he'll be able to say that, you know, he'll, he'll be one of the biggest embarrassment and pathetic figures in history, but he made it, he made it to history. He was just a tabloid celebrity prior to, prior to becoming president of the United States of America, but It's just crazy. It's like, how long does it have to go on? Because that's that's the situation. The, the Trump situation is the situation of our time. And so it's one that must be discussed ad nauseum, really. Because it's the... it's the Truly is the elephant in the room. I mean, that, that organization's mascot is the elephant. And that organization, one of only two options that we are presented, pick that guy fully stood fully behind that guy where they were unabashed about it they leaned into it heavy they were very extremely vocal for years and years and years and years and still to this day that they are the donald john trump organization they made no attempts to even appear to be separate from him in any way they were unwilling to criticize him. Any crit and then if they did, they would they would always kind of jump back right on his coattails as as soon as a few days had passed. You know, so like what Donald Trump did was wrong. What Donald Donald Trump did was an abuse of power. But abuse of power is not a reason to bring people. Mr. McConnell is just such a, he's, and that's the thing that's the worst part about the Republican Party. It's an organization. Who are the members that have the most power in the organization? Who are those specific individual people? Who are they? You know, what do they stand for? Those, those specific individual humans, how do they present themselves in public? What kind of laws do they get passed? Ted Cruz, Mitch McConnell, Lindsey Graham, Ted Gozar, Ted Gomer, Jim Jordan, Devin Nunes, Josh Hawley, Donald John Trump, Kevin McCarthy. Who are those men, those wealthy white men? Who are they? What are they about? What are they for? What are they passionate about? The answer to those questions are 
preserving the interests of the wealthy and their own personal quest for power. Does that mean they are willing to say to you anything so that you'll vote for them? Yes. If there's certain things that you've declared that you're really concerned about, <clears> then <throat> maybe even many other people aren't as concerned about, but you've proclaimed a certain, you know, very vocal position on, well, they'll cater the message to you so that you'll vote for them. And then they'll cut taxes for the wealthy and corporations, um, reduce various environmental regulations so that corporations can pollute more easily without restriction. Um, what benefit will that be to you? Uh, nothing. Now, that particular issue that you were really fired up about, after they spend many, many, many years really focusing on making sure that wealthy pay less in taxes, corporations as well, and that various federal assistance programs are cut, you know, that benefit the people. After they spend years and years doing that, then they'll get to that particular thing that they were talking to you about during their campaign that got you all fired up, like uh, promising to ban abortion. That's like the reason you voted for them. So they'll cater their message during the campaign specifically to that. Or, in modern times, there's a whole massive group of people who have declared themselves to be believers in the idea that Donald John Trump actually won the 2020 election, even though he didn't. He lost by a shit ton. He did very, very well. He came in a very good second place, but it was it was a distant second, you know, in 2020. No, in 2016, to be fair, he also came in second place as well, but that time it was good enough to be declared the winner, even though he was second place. What I am stating is not a political opinion. What I just stated there was a fact. In 2016, Donald John Trump finished in second place. That is a fact. It might be an inconvenient fact, but it is a fact nonetheless. A month after he finished in second place, the electoral college voters voted. Who were these people? Who voted for them? How did they get their post? Unknown. Which voters get to vote? Well, it depends on how what the results were in each specific state a month earlier on which group of voters would get to vote. So a month after Donald John Trump finished in second place in the election, voted on by the people of the United States of America, across 50 states and various military bases around the world, a month after that election, in which Donald John Trump finished in second place, first place went to Hillary Clinton, a month after that, the Electoral College voters, and they picked Donald John Trump to be the president. This is what happened. Nothing I just stated there is an opinion. It is the facts. It is the history of the presidential election, United States of America, in 2016. There was a vote. The people of the United States of America voted. First place went to Hillary Clinton. Second place, Donald Trump. He did very well, but he lost by about 5 million. That's a pretty good chunk of people. That's a pretty good-sized city. Five million. Okay? That's a pretty massive, you know, <laughs> pretty busy city. You know, so that particular city, learning that it's none of its votes counted 
they, I'm sure they would be pretty upset, but that's basically kind of what happened in 2016. Because the people of the United States of America voted first place, Hillary Clinton, second place, Donald John Trump. Then I think third place was Jill Stein, but she was way, way, way back there in the Green Party. You know, a very distant third, because we really only presented two options. And so, yeah. But again, a month later, about a month later, that's when the Electoral College voters voted. So they actually vote. Now, the way the, again, the way the media presents what's going on on election night is they declare Donald Trump the winner on 20, but he's not the winner. Not yet. Nope. The reality is, on election night 2016, the people voted and they voted for Hillary Clinton. The media presented it otherwise. They, they show the results. Here's, here's the popular vote, but here's the electoral college numbers that could happen once the electoral college vote actually happens, but that's not how they phrase it. The electoral college vote hasn't happened yet. That's in a month. So why are we showing the electoral college results on election night? That's not what is happening. <laughs> it's very confusing. The way the media should be presenting it on election night is this is what the results are for the votes of the people. Here are the total numbers. That's it. On election night is not electoral college night. It's the people of the United States' turn to vote. And on that night, they picked, we picked, Hillary Clinton. A month later is when the electoral college voters picked Donald John Trump. That's when he became president-elect, okay? But the media, for some reason, as it was going on, phrased it differently. It's just like it's custom or something. We announced the winner of the electoral college on election night. Uh, no? Are you trying to predict the future? It hasn't actually happened yet. So on election night, the winner of the election is Hillary Clinton. She's the one that finished in first place. So yes, that then it becomes harder to explain. Well, wait a minute. Why are the Electoral College voters voting a month later and picking Donald John Trump? The winner of the election was Hillary Clinton. The Electoral College voters want to vote, come together, and confirm the election? Okay, fine. That's the like... Yep, that this is true. She did indeed win. Great. That should be the only purpose of the Electoral College, to confirm that, yes, that is the, indeed the winner. Hillary Clinton did indeed get first place. And again, I want to be clear, nothing I am stating about what happened in 2016 is an opinion. Not one word of it. First place was Hillary Clinton. Second place was Donald John Trump. But even as the election night was happening, the media had to present it a different way. They have because the way you become president is you win the electoral college. But the electoral college vote does not happen on election night. So it's something we obviously need to tweak and fix because 
it allowed a famous con man to become president of the United States. A con man that one of the two political organizations in this country decided to get fully and emphatically behind and still to this day has new candidates running on a platform of Donald John Trump won the 2020 election. Why are they saying that? Because there's millions of people who have declared themselves as believers in followers of the Donald John Trump message. Meaning, if you are a candidate and a very, you know, morally flexible and a politically ambitious person, there's a group of people that you can manipulate. You can say things to them to convince them to vote for you. And then once you have that power, you have that power. Now you can create laws that are going to benefit you and people like you, which are not the people that voted for you. You can cut taxes to the wealthy and corporations. You can deregulate corporations and make it easier for corporations to retain an even higher profit margin. None of this is going to benefit the working class people, and you know that. But say things to these large groups of people. Donald Trump won the election. Abortion is killing babies. Whatever, the, whatever you need to say to people to convince them to vote for you. And then once they vote for you and you actually get in, cut taxes for the wealthy, cut taxes for corporations, deregulate corporations, cut funding to health care, cut funding to public education, pup, cut funding to renewable energy, and then increase funding to coal investment and stuff like that that benefits people that own coal and all that. And then spend years and years and years doing that. And then once you almost get like kind of bored, and maybe when the level of an insane growth among the wealthy is just kind of insane. I mean, it, it's billionaires had their wealth increased by billions since they got a tax cut in 2017. Corporate profits are insane. Is healthcare a right? Is education a right? No. But wealthy people do indeed have massively more money than they did just a few short years ago. Thank you, Republican Party and Donald John Trump and the tax bill that they signed into law way back in 2017. You know, Donald John Trump did indeed run a campaign on building a wall. But what was the first thing he got to once in power? He cut taxes for the wealthy and corporations. Yep. And now, recently, Elon Musk was in a position to buy Twitter. Are the two things related? Yes. Yes, they are. The Republican Party helped make that happen. Yep. They... they created laws to make sure that those with the most money could have their money grow at an even greater exponential rate so they can accumulate an even massively bigger amount of money without really changing their behavior at all maybe even doing less work they can have even more money now yes again it does mean that hospitals will not be a right nor will education but the top tenth of a percent have more money now. So, you know, 
It is what the Republican Party is about in its modern form. It is what they do. I know they tell you all kinds of stuff, and if you're watching Fox News all the time, you're going to believe all kinds of shit. I don't even know what kind of nonsense they're <laughs> funneling into your school if you're watching it all the time. I mean, I see little snippets here and there, and just the little snippets are pretty insane. You know, it's it's pretty out there. <laughs> It's pretty out there stuff. It's it's jarring on the mind if you don't ever watch it. And then you turn it on. It's like, holy, f wow. People actually watch this day in, day out. You wonder how they can even function. You know? Like, <laughs> um, but it is what it is. It's a, it's a thing that's been going on for a long time. The Fox News thing. That elephant in the room thing. There's this network that has just this stranglehold on people's lives. People just get zoned into it and locked into it, and it puts them into a fury and gets a certain level of tension and anxiety and fear and anger towards other. And who's other? Whoever they decide it to be at the time. But it gets them devoutly loyal to the Republican Party, too. A lot of times by creating an intense animosity towards the other one, you know, but, it, and it somehow works, I don't, I don't know why people seek that message out, the Fox News message, it's just so negative and uninspiring, you know, they're not offering anything good, you know. But they're like pretending to or something. So, I don't know. Continue to be hopeful that this uh, long coda of the Trump twilight will be, uh, will also be uh, some kind of reckoning on the Republican Party and maybe the whole binary two party system. Maybe we'll start getting some more independence. Some more like moderate conservatives, more progressive in there too. More just balanced, sensible people, you know. That would be cool. We don't have a lot of those right now, you know, especially among the Republican Party. That list of names I gave earlier, That's those are not balanced, sensible, empathetic human beings. No, that's those are not the traits that they exhibit. Except certainly not in their public life and in their professional capacity that is not how they carry themselves you know they they are very much personal quests for power and they lean into it you know Mitch McConnell's at the type that he kind of leans into the sort of corrupt politician you know sinister smile handshake but with the with his fingers crossed behind his back type thing oh yeah just trust me but the wink you know he's he kind of leans into that crooked politician persona you know I, I don't even think he doesn't even really try to hide that that is what he is you know he, he he's an asshole you know he, he don't give two shits about working class people but he'll kind of sort of pretend like he does because he knows that that's part of the shtick you gotta you're supposed to be you know, this idealistic person that really cares about the people, but he could give two shits, but he knows that he has to pretend that he does if he wants to keep his post, that he's 
held for quite a while. And it's like he believes it's his birthright or something. He, he has that sort of air about him that he thinks that he just gets to be the, a senator from Kentucky for as long as he wants to be. And Kentucky seems to agree with them. They just keep voting for him. But there's plenty of people in Kentucky, I'm sure, that don't want Mitch McConnell representing their interests. But they got to get more people registered, you know. More people got to start voting. Can't, and if you vote, vote for who you want to represent your interests. Don't vote out of fear, you know. Be nice if there was truly more options, then you could vote just for the candidate you want and not worry that if you don't vote for the one, then well, then this other one might win. And holy shit, if they win, good god, that would be bad. You know, that, that was a little bit of the motivation in 2016. The main person I wanted didn't get the Democratic Party nomination, though. So, of the two main options, Hillary Clinton was clearly and obviously the best one. It wasn't even. Like, I don't even understand the mindset of a person if, if you're picked. Of these two people, okay, this is it. You get two. That, now, that's not literally what 2016 was because there was a whole slew of candidates, but two. Hillary Clinton would have been clearly and obviously the better of, between her and Donald Trump. I don't even understand some agreeing, disagreeing. But anyway... Said I'd keep it under half an hour, but it's going to smidge over half an hour. But I uh, just want to put in my two cents, more revelations about the Trump thing, and just add it, add it to the mountain of information about the man and the organization that picked him. Does it mean anything? Maybe. I don't know. What matters anymore? What do people even care about anymore? It's hard to tell. But it's a crazy world, but hopefully... Hopefully we're starting to move in a better direction. You can always hold on to hope. So stay safe out there. God bless. This is Gary. Think it out loud.